Welcome to All Things Bible. I'm John Robertson, and I'm here to help you understand the Bible, to sharpen your skills at Bible analysis, and to help you to make it to heaven. Are you ready to do some serious Bible study? Then grab a Bible and let's dig in. The truth is there. We just have to be willing to put in the work to find it. If you're interested in finding answers to Bible questions, discussing Bible topics, and being the best Christian that you can be, then you have found your place. You are a rare person in this world, and that makes you special. Many people are just satisfied with a concept of Christianity, and there, then there is that rare person that wants answers. So come along on a journey through the Bible with me, and let's discover the truth. In this introduction podcast, I want to discuss the nuts and bolts of the Bible itself. What we all need to see is that Christianity is a discipline that is no different than others in that it takes work to discover the treasures of truth. Jesus said, seek, search, knock, and you will find, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. But guess what? If I don't seek, search, and knock, then I'm not going to find it. The Apostle Paul used the Greek word eureka to explain Abraham's journey to faith at Romans chapter 4 and verse 1. Abraham had a eureka moment when he discovered the answers to how he could be saved even though he was a sinner. Contrary to popular religious belief, it takes work to know truth. Jesus talked about this after feeding 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes at John chapter 6. The people followed Jesus, hoping to get more of this free food, and he addresses them about a work ethic. Not the idea of working for food, but working for the bread of truth. At John chapter 6, beginning there at verse 27, Jesus says, Work not for the food that perishes, but for the food which abides unto eternal life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him the Father, even God, has sealed. They said therefore unto him, What must we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him who he has sent. So believing is a matter of working. In other words, in in order for someone to come to faith, come to belief, there must be some work. And that's what Jesus says, not me. Now, what we do is we follow through a progression of thoughts. John chapter 6 is beautifully put together, and Jesus tells us exactly the work involved in coming to him, in believing him. So at John chapter 6 and verse 35, notice what he says. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall not hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. So there is a connection between coming to Jesus and believing on him. At verse 37 of John 6, he says, All that which the Father gives me shall come to me, and him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. And then we go to verse 44, and we read there, No man can come to me. I'm trying to inflect emphasis on the phrase, come to me. Circle that every time you see that at John chapter 6 and draw the obvious conclusion. So at verse 44, he says, No man can come to me except the Father that sent me draw him, and I will raise him up in the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God, everyone that has heard from the Father and has learned comes to me. So, In order to believe, you have to come to Jesus. How do you come to Jesus? You have to do some hearing. You have to do some learning. uh, You you have to be taught, as Jesus says. So uh, the odd world that we live in is that most people don't want to be taught things. 
And uh, those that are willing to be taught, those that are willing to learn, those that are willing to open their ears and listen, uh, open their minds up to fountains of great treasures of the truth. So if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, then you're going to put into work to find it. You will be filled. And that was the point of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 in the Beatitudes when Jesus said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So what Jesus is saying is that there are really two types of people in the world. And I have to figure out what type of person I am. The first type of person is the person that desires to know truth, and the second person is someone who just assumes he knows and is not willing to put into the work to know. Now, Jesus addresses this issue at the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. You may remember in some of your recent Bible studies or your past studies the parable of the sower, but in the parable of the sower, the disciples are asking Jesus why it is that he speaks to people in parables. And we read there, pick up the reading with me at verse 10, Matthew 13 and verse 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why do you speak unto the people in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not given. For whosoever has to him shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away even that which he has." Therefore do I speak to them in parables, because seeing they see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And unto them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing you shall hear, and shall in no wise understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall in no wise perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest happily they should perceive with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn again, and I would heal them." But he says at verse 16, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. So again, there's two types of people, those that are willing to hear, those that are willing to study, those that are willing to put the type in, uh, work in, I'm sorry, and those that are just not. So the question is, what type of person are you? The fact that you're listening to this podcast suggests to me that you're a person that seeks out the truth. So the Lord gives this truth to some and he withholds it from others. I want to be that person that he gives the truth to because I'm willing to hear, learn, and listen. Let me give you an example. Uh, I know very little about engineering. And uh, if I had sub studied the subject, I would know something about engineering. But because I don't study the subject of engineering, I don't know anything about it. So I'm the very last person the city would call and ask for advice on how to solve a bridge issue that's going over some waterway in the city. So the the point is, you cannot know what you do not read. You cannot know what you do not study. You cannot know things about subjects that you do not put the effort in to know. So we need to discover immediately what type of person I am. Am I the kind of person that wants truth and I'm willing to put the work in for it? Or am I the kind of person that just assumes that I know truth and and is unwilling to put the work in. Let's talk Bible composition, structure, or arrangement. If I want to know all about a subject, I need to familiarize myself with the object, uh, author's objective and style of writing that gets listeners to desired place. With the Bible, God's objective is to save sinners from an eternal condemnation in hell. 
to get people to the point of salvation, he gives us the truth as opposed to lies. The first giant step to take in putting in the work to know the truth is seeing that it can be understood. John 8 and verse 34, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Unfortunately, my experience with talking with people is that this is just a hurdle too high for some to clear. They do not, many, many just do not believe that you can understand the Bible, and, and that's just simply not true. I find it very fascinating that there are many things that people say that are very pessimistic towards the Bible, and then when you turn to the Bible itself, you find that these things that people thought to be impossible are actually impossible, uh, actually possible once we open our Bible and read and understand these things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, the Apostle Paul says. There are many aspects of truth that once one is at least familiar with, they have a solid direction to go in achieving understanding. In this podcast, we want to focus on several things to help us to understand. One of the things we want to focus on is Greek word studies. It's not as hard as it may sound. We have great tools, lexicons, to help us to find definitions of Greek words. It's actually very simple. We also want to pay careful attention to context of any given passage. When people find themselves doing some cut-and-paste types of studies where they cut out a passage, for example, Ephesians 2.8, cut that out and just set it apart from the context, then the wrong conclusions are drawn, and we don't want to be guilty of that. I want to know exactly what God is saying, not what some preacher tells me to think. Third, we want to look at grammar. And again, the issue of Greek grammar sounds incredibly complex, but it's really not. We have a lot of resources, and and I'll help you along the way as we go through these studies. Fourth, we want to discover a routine construction of similitude. This is a fascinating aspect of the Bible that I have discovered through many, many years of preaching the gospel. Reading and studying the Bible, I've, I've discovered that the Bible is put together in a very interesting way, and that is that the authors of these books oftentimes use this frame, what I would refer to as a frame and read frame type of a study or an a- approach. So what you have is a subject stated, a topic stated, and then the topic is restated using some different words. And what that does is grants understanding to the reader. Let me give you an example at Romans chapter 7, starting there at verse 12. So oftentimes we hear people talking about being spiritual. They say, well, that lady is very spiritual, or that man is a spiritual man. What, what do they mean by that? Well, the Apostle Paul defines what being spiritual is so that we can use it correctly in our language. So at verse 12, listen very carefully to this. At verse 12 of Romans 7, Paul writes, so that the law is holy and the commandment holy and righteous and good. Did then that which is good become death to me? God forbid. But sin that it might be showed to be sin by working death to me through that which is good, that through the commandment sin might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So did you catch that? The law is spiritual, and at verse 12 he said, the law is holy, righteous, and good. So the idea of being spiritual is being holy, righteous, and good. So there's nothing overly complicated about this. 
Now, the next uh, issue that we want to uh, discover or, or uh, look into, and as far as reading comprehension goes, is shadows. This is a very unique style of writing that we find in the Bible. No, no other book is really composed and put together like this book. At Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 through 5, the author explains that everything that we read in the New Testament casts shadows in the Old Testament for our learning and understanding. And once we discover that Christ, that is the truth, according to John chapter 14, verse 6, once we discover that Christ or truth is casting these shadows, then many things fall into their proper place as far as understanding goes. At Colossians chapter 2 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul writes, no man, therefore, uh, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a feast day or new moon or Sabbath day. Those are all Old Testament things, aren't they? Verse 17, he says, These things are a shadow of the things to come, but the body is Christ. So it's Christ's body that's casting the shadow of these things like feast days and new moons. It's my responsibility as a disciple or as a learner, as one that's seeking the truth, to discover what those truths are all about. A great example, you could turn to Galatians chapter 4 and look at the allegory of Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac, and Abraham, Hagar, and Ishmael. And it is incredibly fascinating to note that God, through his providence, shaped history to get things to where they would be in the New Testament times when his beloved son would serve as a sacrifice. But when you read that Galatians 4 allegory, you think to yourself, okay, wow, uh, these things in the Old Testament are taking place. God is using people's lives as shadows of some New Testament teaching. And that's very fast, fascinating. And then the last thing that I would say as far as uh, uh, understanding the Word of God is, is that is that we just want to use simple reading compre comprehension. Read the Bible with the intent of understanding it. If something is not understood, then just keep reading it. And oftentimes, the more you read, the more information is gathered, and the greater the understanding becomes, and, and less, the less you are confused about a given topic. I hope you are as excited about this podcast as I am. Together, we can discover the truths of God's Word and have our eureka moments. Let's talk about subjects that have divided the religious world and discover the truth together. What is the truth about baptism? What's the truth about predestination? The church, grace, works of obedience versus no works of obedience, the Holy Spirit, and so on. These are some of the very elementary principles of, of the gospel that have divided people. You know, I was reading in a journal a while back, and it said that in our world today, there are 10,000 different religions in the world. And one of those 10,000 religions is Christianity. And within Christianity alone, there are 30,000 different denominational bodies. So when I read that, when I see that, when I look out into the city that I live or in the state that I live, and I see all the different churches going in thousands of different directions, it's very concerning. How is it that one person one group says that baptism is necessary for salvation. Other groups say that it's not necessary for salvation, and somehow everybody's okay. Something's wrong with this picture, and it says that somebody's not right. And so what I want to do is I just want to get back to the Bible. I want to get back to what God's Word is. I don't want to approach any subject with some kind of preconceived religious ideas. 
I don't need some kind of a pastor or preacher telling me how to think or what to say or what to do. I want to just simply look at the Bible. And that's what this podcast is going to be about, just simply looking at the Bible, not looking at a religious theology, but rather looking at the Bible and seeing what God has to say about these things. Discovering truth for myself, building faith for myself, building conviction for myself, building understanding, knowledge, wisdom for myself. And I understand that that's going to take some work. One thing to remember is that God is not the author of confusion. At 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and verse 33, the apostle Paul tells us that. So all the confusion that exists out there did not come from God. Truth in all these matters is in the Bible, and we just have to be willing to do some digging uh, to discover these treasures of truth. So uh, let's get out our shovels and put on our thinking caps and go to work discovering the treasures of truth together. If you like this podcast and are interested in further Bible study, then please hit the subscribe and be prepared for our next study. If you are interested in Bible book studies, I have YouTube videos on the Bible books Romans, the book of Galatians, Ephesians, and the book of Revelation. My intention is to have a video on YouTube of every book in the Bible so that you can have those as resources to do studies on your own. So just do a search. For example, the book of Revelation, chapter 1, John Robertson, and you will find it. I hope you have a great day, and I'm looking forward to studying God's Word with you in the future. Take care.